0: When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the in-off-the-post show. Uh, apparently a show that is occasional, random, uh, if we have too many emails to read out on a Monday, but actually for the last month or so has pretty much been every damned week. Not, not that I, Stamford Chidge, am complaining about that one iota, because we love, we just love getting your emails and messages and reading them out and having a natter about them. Don't we, Mr Jonathan Kidd? Yes, we do. We, we do, do. Mister Trigerini. We do. We do. We do. Anyway, how are you, Petal? Are you all right?
1: I'm good, thank you. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm flourishing. Even one might say. One might say. I had a bit of a cough, but I've got over it now. So good.
0: Yes, you're looking well, which is good to see. Um, should we? Should we? Should we start? Should we just go straight into it, mate? I think we should. Why I think not? We should. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is Don Tabia, but it's slightly confusing because at the end he says "Best Ron." Yeah. So um, I'm uh, what's what's it to be, Chid? Ron or Don?
0: I think he's got an identity crisis.
1: You reckon? I'll, I'll call him both. I'll just read it through as Don, and then at the end say Ron. Don right, Ron, as, he, as he's done to do Ron Ron to Don Ron Ron Don Ron Ron. Okay. Dearest Chid and J.K. ranting. I like that. <laughs>
0: <actually>. <laughs> I like it as opposed to J.K. Rowling or rowing even. Indeed, indeed I was thinking I'll have to do. Um,
1: uh or would it be harry harry potter and the uh the bollock of fire
0: well no harry potter and the gob of fire
1: the gob of fire that's even better that was much better that was well done yes well <laughs> you, you took my vision and took it as it should be that's further what, what
0: teamwork's all about mate you tear him yeah. up i'll knock him out of the park
1: bollock of fire was interesting but gob of fire was perfect um dearest chidge and jk ranting that was like returning home from a very long journey and doing something you haven't done in a good while relief release call it what you will what a great feeling a mini oasis ah palm tree what could it be some uh what would i would like that in that situation i'd like i've I've been buying these these uh robinson um robinson uh, um apple and mint things together these which you add to to um, bubbly water you know like Pellegrino what a lovely drink that is I'm getting slightly worried about my enthusiasm for it probably all the sugar I'm going for but anyway um, that's what I'd like at my mini oasis anyway I digress Um, I'm not going to say anything about the team owners or manager up to this point because it's all been said ad nauseum yes I agree possibly even further than ad nauseum too much what I will say was bloody fantastic to see some steel and fight back a bit of the old Chelsea we got ahead. We dug in. Saw it out. Fantastic, see Potter grit his teeth and punched the air. Yeah, it's a bit of enthusiasm. No one could rob him of that huge smile at the end. I don't like that smile though. It's huge, but it looks a bit like a scarecrow. David. He's been. Under... He's been... <laughs> what? I <laughs> say he's been under the. He's been under the most enormous pressure. How much from circumstances and how much self inflicted will leave for another time? There were some excellent individual moments. Kai's balls of steel in slotting away that retake. It was, yeah, very, very cool. Kepper kept it at 2 0 with two crucial saves instead of 2 2, losing to Germans on penalties that would have gutted us fans for months to come. His comeback story is an inspiration the courage, hard work, and determination to drag him up in is kepper we're talking about isn't it to drag himself up from a seriously low point is fantastic i'm full of admiration for the man that's a very good point um I think it's helped that Mandy has been seems to be permanently injured. Um, I realize this is hopefully just the beginning of something at best, and there is no way any sense of arriving. But I really hope this win and the nature of it coming back from a deficit will be a marker in the ground. We all hope that, but is it gonna happen? Really so pleased for the whole club. About time we had something to celebrate, other than breaking another transfer fee record. So for me, that just leaves two unanswered questions. What is the name of the band whose songs you use? when coming back from
0: a break. Mm. Well what well, should we well, should we, do you want to answer that one first? Answer that one first. Okay, well me. that's very easy to answer. Uh the name of this band is um The Beautiful Game. And The Beautiful Game uh well the, the we know we know them very well. They're very 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 good friends. Uh Loza who is the lead guitarist and Jason who is the singer and the bassist is Pablo who, of course, used to be on this show regularly, uh, certainly back in the days of uh, Putney Station. Uh, so they're all great chums. They, I mean, Pablo used to be on the show all the time. He was a regular. And Loza and Jason have been on several times. Um, so it's. I, he- I, I owe
1: a lot to Pablo because it was he who suggested to you that I should come on, wasn't he? Was he
0: really? Yeah. So it's all his fault. I never knew yeah. that.
1: Oh, Pablo. In fact, when I saw him at the, uh, the cock the other day, and I thanked him for that. Did I you said, really? I've never... I had the opportunity, Pablo, to say to you that it was it was down to you for saying I should come on to, uh, and I think I was already on. I think at at the station at Putney Station, but I think it was him who said I think you should be more, you know, you should come on more often. Mm think so if i remember or perhaps i'm making it up i don't know, I don't know. anyway
0: oh, no pablo is a very intelligent man so i would i would probably agree that uh it, it was well it may
1: be the case that when i told him this he didn't say it wasn't me he just said oh thank you very much he mm. said anyway what do you do in the breaks oh no hang Only... on. i
0: haven't answered the question completely oh, oh, okay, so okay. so there we go so that's who they are and um when i was looking for a you know a bit of music for our title music i said to Loza. Can we nick some of? Can we nick one of your tracks? Because then I don't have to, you know. I can I can kind of manipulate the copyright laws, um, and because I said all I need is your permission, and he said, "Yeah, mate, that would be brilliant. We'd be really honoured, you know. And I said, "All right, leave it to me, and I'll go and find one I like that will work." And me being me, I went away and found one I liked, and I think it works perfectly for us. It's it's very it's a it's a good. I mean, I I mean I should confess without blowing smoke completely at my derriere. Um, you know, I used to do this for a living. I used to make TV programs, and I would often have to choose the music that went to the went with the TV program. So I've kind of done it before, but it does work very well, don't you think, JK? Of course, yeah. of course. I've always liked
1: them. I've actually played with them, haven't I? I you was there. I was their support band at um, at a pub in Camden a few yeah. years, ago. and. Yeah. They're, they're... Very good and very nice boys.
0: Very nice boys. Very good. Check them out. They're on Spotify. They've always got stuff on Spotify. So, and I know they've got. I think they've got a new album out at the moment. Actually, speaking of it, but there you go. I haven't done it yet. I think. not they? All to... oh, right, 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 right. One in the Is pipeline.
1: It... I'm following up here. And what do you do in the breaks? A leak, a cuppa. I can personally, from a personal experience, both a leak and a cuppa. I don't. We in the glass, but in the cup. Um, Alika Kappa was it like waiting at the side of the stage before coming back on for an encore we could lie couldn't we Chidge we said we just we're both poised and you give us the then we, a green light shows and we're on but no it's not that it's just I wander back and say here I am and Chidge says shall we continue and we do
0: Indeed. Uh, how long
1: how long are they um it varies, varies with how long it takes to have a cup of tea or a wee, you know. So mm. I've never dialed into Mixler. I'm strictly nighttime in my listening habits. Yeah, you've got the, the doctored version. Mm. Anyway, love the show, the banter and the humour. Very much down the pub with your mates post-match. With some BBC sound effects of clinking glasses and crowd noises, only, only speaking one at a time would give it away. Mm. Best.
0: And here we have it, Ron. Yeah. So is it Ron or Don? I don't know. I'm confused. Mm. Don Ron. On, Ron yeah. Great email, mate. And I mean, what I should, uh, there's, a, there's a coder to this because he, he, he emailed me um, upset that we hadn't read it out. And I and I pointed out to him, mate, we recorded the show at 2.30 last Wednesday and your email arrived at 20 past four. So that's why. And I said, we would read it out. And guess what? He's first on the list today. There you go. Yeah, perfect. We are as good as our word. Uh, the next one's from a great friend of ours, Gabriel Ewan. G- Gabriel, I think, I think Gabriel is Grizz on Discord. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gabriel. Um, but a lovely, lovely lad he is too. Now, dear Chich and J.K. After two victories, I hope this gives us a lift in the mood in the fan cast. Uh oh, here we go. I hear, I hear some. I hear some slaps coming our way. As much as I agree with most of what you said, quite frankly, I'm getting tired of the justified complaints on our team's performance. Grizz and Potter's net management. How can you be getting tired of them if they're justified, Grizz? Me lost. Uh, but with these performances, I can almost see a glimpse of the blue sky after the storm. or well, can't we all? We ground out a win against Leeds and we gutted our way to a win against Dortmund. If we're being honest, we didn't play exceptionally well in both games. But the first half of the Dortmund game might be the best football we've played under Potter. And it gave us a peek of what's to come. Perhaps things are starting to take shape. Gabriel, I, I think that that's the best performance I've seen this side play. I think the, I think they played really well against Tottenham, actually, under Tuchel at the beginning of the season. We, we Obviously, we were just robbed. But I think, arguably, that's one of the best games I've seen us play since the Real Madrid game, uh, the, the, the away leg, not the uh, the home leg. Oof. So, yeah, I have you right there, mate. Um, <clears throat> over the past few weeks, Potter deservedly received criticism on how he manages the team and engages the media. He doesn't have the aura of a big club manager, and J.K. mentioned he didn't think the players are playing for him after the game and a couple of interviews last night i think we can say that's that it's not true the players don't see him as someone to follow or listen to just because he didn't win anything in the past and we were european champions twice i think i think to be fair gabriel we we both agreed with that on uh, on the, the post dortmund show that you know clearly they are playing for him and they've gave everything you know and i mean we, we love it i mean that's what i want you know whatever we might think about him in his press conferences you want the team you know, busting a bollock for their manager. And they clearly are, which is great. Havertz and Cucurella both expressed their support for him and mentioned how they are all playing together as one. There's no problem in the dressing room. Uh, As sceptical as most of us were about Potter's appointment, I think Potter's personality, or lack of, some would say, might be paying dividends. Um, JK, I know you'd probably disagree, but here's my two cents. As an introvert and someone who doesn't like showing emotions... I think I can understand Potter's approach during press conferences and generally how he presents himself in the public eye. Uh, it may not go down extremely well with supporters who are used to figures like Jose and Thomas Tuchel, but who he is as a man and as a coach could help him gain the player's affection. Um, he doesn't publicly criticise players, but c- constantly offers encouragement uh, offer encouragements and maintains open dialogue behind the scenes. These are qualities of a good man manager. We as fans will likely never find out his true colours, on the training pitch and in the meeting rooms. Only the players and staff can see that. From Havertz and Cucurella's post-match interview, I definitely believe they're 100% behind the manager. I also believe that Potter has done a fantastic job not to inflate these stars' massive ego, but keep their feet on the ground. When the team is young and inexperienced, despite having tasted success, uh, they need to be humble and work hard. Potter deserves credit for that, and I think this could go a long way. Uh, On the other hand, I think Potter did great tactically since switching to a back three. This could be something to build on. As long as our boys gave their all and play like this for most of the season, I don't think we'll be relegated and there could be more silver linings in this garbage of a season. Bloody hell, I'm starting to talk like Potter. (laughs) He He may not be what we want and he's still yet to gain our trust, but in the meantime, he's earned himself some credit and I'm happy for him. These two games gives me hope and I think we should remain, dare I say, oh, I like this. Potter mystic taking a leaf out of my book there Gabrielle until the season ends up the fan cast and up the Chels Gabrielle I think I mean you know uh, there's always an issue isn't there when we get emails and particularly if we have a bit of a delay doing an in off the post that quite often we've caught up with them by the time we actually read them out and I, I think we were we were much more positive on, on Friday's show about Potter in particular I mean I know you've got an issue with these presses JK but I think even you were were saying much of what we said in here that they were playing for him that actually I think Adam was Adam was very yeah. interesting talking about you know he's an he's an ego light manager which actually goes down quite well with the players although I think we we also pointed out about you know some of their reactions for, that we got to hear after the Southampton match when it was all a bit you know praising them for being shit which they didn't expect look I'll say it. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I've got nothing personally against Potter at all. I mean, you know, I'd like a manager with a bit of fire and brimstone and personality, but that's just me. You know, all I care about is is how we play and how we play on the pitch and how we how we you know and winning hopefully. And if he goes and wins us loads of trophies, I will be delighted for him. I, I think he's also, and this is quite unusual in football. I think he's actually a really decent bloke. He's a good bloke, and you know, there is an adage, isn't there, that says nice guys don't win anything. Well, it would be lovely to see this nice bloke win something at Chelsea. I think that would be lovely. So there you go. I've had, I've had my say, JK.
1: You could come round to the idea that, um, yes, you, as um, he were, excuse me, um, getting a bit Fleming, Bob Fleming, as you said. <laughs> 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 Um That um, if it all gets back to an even keel, um, you then just accept the fact that it, he's, that kind of manager and all the press conferences are just garbage garbage of the season garbage are just you don't actually pay much attention because he's not going to give you anything and you accept that yeah and we yeah. then just put that behind us and and, and it but it, it i just i just the thing you say in the middle of this um Gabrielle, about um um i think potter did great tactically since switching to a back three well He's only gone to a back three because he's got Chilwell and James now fit because they're the two, two of the best wing backs in Europe. So it it wasn't, it it wasn't.
0: Yeah, but the, I, don't mean, I, I don't do mean it. I don't mean to butt in on you, but I mean we did talk about it on Monday, and I think we all pretty much agreed that actually the way he changed shape three times against no, Leicester that was, was good. very Absolutely. good. No, but-
1: no, but I'm not I'm I'm trying to I, I don't think I it's agree a great with you. Mate, if you've got Chilwell
0: and James, you play three yeah, at the back. It's it's not, you know,
1: it it's no I it's, mean you or I would do that. Absolutely. And the fact he's arrived at that isn't something we should he should go, my goodness, he's a great manager for. You just go, he's actually got this right now, and all the other players seem to play better in this system. And he's worked out, as we've said before, that having a very swift runner as Werner was. Up front and having Havertz playing behind gives it a completely different feeling for Havertz, who then looks the player that we've
0: we I always mean, thought. You know what? Be. We we didn't talk about this. I don't think. Well, well I, this we certainly didn't say last week. And and you know, I mean, basically, mate, what he's done is he's gone back to what Tuchel did. Yeah, which is yeah. why it works because we won the Champions League and we looked a bloody good team last year. But I tell you what, there's a there's a possibility that because of the players we've now got. If he plays the same system that Tuchel did, we might do even better because, I mean, Fernandez is, in my book, an upgrade on Jorginho. Yeah. Without a doubt. So you've got Jorginho and Kovacic in the midfield. We've still got Kante to come, Mark. You, mm-hmm. And you don't have Werner up front. Much as I loved Werner, I liked him. But, you know, you might, you, in Mudrick or uh, in Felix or, or, or even in Sterling, we might, we might have a better option up front as well. So there's a possibility I, I feel- it might work better.
1: I agree completely. I'm afraid
0: I think Felix at the moment is playing the Mount job. Well, I, I agree with that. Although he's a different kind of player than Mount, and we need yeah, to but, but very say different, that. very different. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, no, completely. He's not as he's not as as omnipresent as Mount at his best is. But, but it's a
0: 15 man uh, game, as we were saying on on Monday. Uh, so, uh, what is
1: it? Uh, more 16? 16 16?
0: 16, yeah. So yeah, <coughs> indeed. Anyway, great email from Gabriel. He's a lovely bloke. He's on Discord. You should get on Discord more, and you'll get to know these people for how lovely they all are, mate.
1: I must. I must. It's 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 remiss of me. Indeed. Um, do you know what? I just rem-
0: just thought of something as well because I know what a night owl you are. You know, you could do it. You know, whenever when we're all asleep, because the Yanks are all, all very much awake at that time of the day and they're very chatty. I often get caught in chats on Discord at stupid o'clock in the morning here. Are
1: they up that that that? I well, suppose it's normal normal time for them. Yeah,
0: middle it? of the day. So you can have some great chat chat with the Yanks that are on there at about kind of like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. What about life and? Uh, oh, just history. anything, there. mate. There's a cricket. I've, put, I've set up a cricket channel on there. Really? They've okay. asked me. They asked me to because they're always talking about cricket. So I set up a channel for them, uh, and, it, and I think it's, it's called Chelsea Fancast Barmy Army.
1: Do they understand cricket,
0: mate? That's... There's Aussies in there. There's England England uh... fans in there, and there's a few Indian fans in there. It's proper All talk, I right. tell you. The, uh, Steve, and he'll know who I'm talking about. Really <laughs> knows his onions. Cricket will return in this show later on, I'll, I'll, I warn you now. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got a lovely email from the wonderfully named Brian Della Bernarda.
1: Good morning to two absolute legends. Stab- it is legends, not Bellens. Legends, yeah. It's Bellens, Gid- isn't it? Like
0: with Bellens. Bellens,
1: yeah. Stanford, and JK. I'm from Durham, NC, keeping it blue. And we'll finally head to London for the London Marathon. The marathon in April, or marathon as we call it, in April we will be running in Chelsea gear. Ha, ha, ha. Wow. I love that. That is so good. As if that was ever a question. I've tour set up for the bridge was wondering what the recommended pub would be in the area. I leave it to Chidge, the masterclass for much appreciated input. I've attached a new logo. If you're all in the market for one, I'm a graphic designer at your humble service. Anything is needed. T-shirts, logos, whatever's needed. Chidge, this could be him. Keep up the good work and up the Chels. Brian Della Bonada, Instagram, Del Sol. Hey, I'll follow you. Del Sol.
0: Lovely. Um... I love that
1: idea of running running in your Chelsea gear. I hope you don't get much abuse. This may be the problem you may get, unfortunately.
0: Especially but... when he's running around the Isle of Dogs. Yes,
1: yes. Be careful. You he might be taken out by
0: a hammer. Well, or Millwall. Your Millwall boy. M-Wall. Yeah, yeah. A lion. Yeah. Um, Brian, yeah, brilliant email. Uh thank you for su yours Just, I might I might well take you up on that actually. There might be a need for it soon I I can't reveal more at this stage, but there we might be in need of a little tweak on our logo. I, I did see your one, it's lovely, but I'm never, ever, ever, ever getting rid of the Guinness and salary. Because that is that is indefatigably Chelsea fan cast period. And I love the background because it's a photograph taken by me from where I stand and uh it's tinted blue obviously for effect but uh the logo in its sense uh not going to change but i might need to tweak it so i will email you and also thanks for joining up on Patreon. you're an absolute legend sir what can i possibly say apart from thank you right this is a long one this is a long un. there's a few long ones tonight mate they've been at it this lot this week really right christopher dean hi chidge jk and the gang Long-time listener, first-time writer, and new Patreon member here. Well, thank you, Christopher. That's brilliant. Uh, I've been an avid listener to your show for over 10 years. cool oh, blimey, mate. Well done. That's two-thirds of the show Show time we've been on air. It's pretty good. Uh, and absolutely love the banter, rants, and the insights you provide on your fancast. I didn't know we provided any insight, but I'll take it. Um, I never miss an episode, but have never really been compelled to write previously, partly uh, because a lot of your con- contributors are so articulate, how could I ever compete? And partly because I felt your views have largely aligned with my own, the vast majority of the time. Uh oh, here we go, more slapping. Ready? Strap yourself in. That was until about twenty-five seconds into your Leicester preview show when I found myself questioning J.K.'s opening gambit. Copied, but no, but like he's he's transcribed this. This is this is you know, hundred percent for effort here. Ready? Um, shall I read it in a J.K. voice? Maybe you should read it. Uh, lovely to be on the show. A fantastic
1: guest, particularly after the week of joy and celebration, which has since descended upon us. Since we actually managed to get our act together, but uh, uh, um, uh, what have I put there? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. I've enjoyed the fo- I've enjoyed the fallout. Um, I don't know what that YH means actually. Anyway, I enjoyed both of his press conferences. Um, I didn't enjoy both of his press conferences. That must be it. Where he was as banal, dull, and shit. as always. No, no, you always. were
0: being sarcastic. You said, "But oh. I've, but I've enjoyed the fallout. I enjoyed both of his press conferences, where he, where he was as banal, dull, and shit as always."
1: Oh, okay. I was being. I didn't. Do I do sarcasm occasionally? Very
0: effectively. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Very effectively. Good. And I shall. I shall yeah. now carry on. Uh, yes, J.K. J.K. Jacques, uh, Jacques. J.K. Uh, I understand you are not a Potter fan, which is your prerogative. But surely the pan- Fantastic. Performance against Dortmund deserved top billing. What relevance is the press conference? Maybe I'm out of touch but i come from an era when press conferences were are, are, were insignificant if not non-existent as you did so i found the comment regarding the press conference nothing more than a cheap dig aimed in potter's direction it Sh- was it was it was yeah. you know i mean i i should i should add christopher to be really f- i mean jk's like that and you know at the beginning of the show he will say something you know he likes to be sarcastic or have a dig or say something funny or whatever top billing on the show was how bloody marvelous the win. the top billing on my running order I can prove it to you. I can send it to you. But it was just how fabulous we did. But I take your point. Now, surely simply concentrating on the wonderful team performance would have been more sincere and deserved, which we did do. I'm genuinely interested in why you put so much emphasis in the press conference um, that you felt the need to mention it in your initial assessment of the Dortmund match. Well, I think we've just explained that. But it was almost as if the thought of giving Potter any credit at all was just too much (laughs) to bear for I don't know. I'll ask you in a minute. So you had to caveat the team performance with a negative comment. Uh, personally, I also find the name-calling of our current manager things like cock uncalled for, but hey, it's your show <laughs> and your opinion. Yeah, but calling him a cock is not an opinion. That was that was okay. It might have been, I agree, a poor uh, attempt at humour, and I remember we, we, we were having a bit of a giggle at the time, so come on, come on. Uh, and I would never try to tell you what you should and shouldn't say which is very uh magnanimous of you christopher the raw passion and emotion you all show is what sets you apart from other podcasts that's right thank you as Chidge says, it's just like mates having... No, they really are mates, Christopher. They're not like mates. They are mates. I don't have many friends, so, so I'm quite glad they actually bother to speak to me a couple of times a week, uh, having a chat over a beer in a pub. But personally, I would prefer to see name-calling limited to Scousers and people affiliated to Spurs, not one of our own. Oh, and of course, Rafa Benitez. Christopher. Who, who called him a cock? Well, I think I did, actually. Yeah, I thought you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember the context now, but I do remember... It's we... the word I use. Dick I
1: use. I said yeah. a dick.
0: I think we I think. were having a bit of a laugh, to be yeah. honest. Come on. Be kind to us. We were having a bit of a laugh. I mean, I think what people don't realise, and I, I, mean, I mean, this is not a dig at you, Christopher, I, I, I hasten to add, but I, I, I... Sorry to interrupt your email, by the way, because I know it goes on a lot. It goes into all the positive bits now, but... Uh, I don't think people realise this, J.K., and I, I, I wonder if we're – this sounds very wanky. I don't mean it as it might sound, but we're a victim of our own success because, I mean, we do actually occasionally talk a lot of sense. But, I mean, really, we just like to have a laugh, you know, and, 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 and what they don't realise is that unlike – I mean, we've done shows in a in – a, we've done shows on TV, we've done, done shows on the radio where basically we have to behave and not say anything naughty. So we can't say anything that's going to get us into trouble legally. Obviously, we can't swear. We can't. We, we have to behave. We know how to behave. But when we do this, what they don't realise is this is a, is uncontrolled. J.K. and I particularly will just say the first thing that comes into our head. Particularly if we think it's funny, and both of us would acknowledge that our sense of humour is not necessarily to everybody else's taste. But we are J.K. and I particularly are our own worst enemy because we kind of wind each other up to more silliness and nonsense in our humour so i do appreciate wholeheartedly that not everybody will appreciate that but i'm afraid that's who we are and i can't really i'm not going to apologize for it because I, I we just can't help it would you agree with that jk
1: completely but also i also think the fact that that um i'm coming in with a view of the manager that uh, um is is i just it's 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 slightly extreme is it, it, then adds an, op- an opportunity for you to tell me, no, it's not that. I you know. It. You should, it's, do, do I? It, yeah, you do. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's actually makes it more interesting from a, point I'm not doing it deliberately. I have to say we haven't worked it out from the beginning. Is nope. I'm not saying, I know I'll have a go at Potter this show and you can come in and Oh, no, be- you won't. <laughs> oh, yes, I will. Oh, no, you won't. We don't do anything like that, but it, it's, it, the fact that that I can have a view that the others might not agree with, I, I personally think, is uh, makes for decent radio. Really, makes for decent, makes for a decent show. If we're all agreeing about everything, it'll yeah. be a bit dull, wouldn't it? Really,
0: I, I agree. I mean, look, what, one thing you get on on this show is is real people, authenticity. Um, nobody is told to say, you know, no. There's no party line. It, as I said, it's bl- very spontaneous. It's the first thing that comes into our head, really, and and we don't always get it right and i'd be the first to acknowledge that and we don't um, and I, I i mean the other thing is i don't expect everybody to hang on every word we say and i don't expect everybody to love everything that we say you know as 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 everybody often says in fact you you yourself have said it chris is that it's like having mates chatting over a pub and and it really is like that so we'll we'll be horrible to each other occasionally we'll talk absolute nonsense we'll lose our shit with each other it is it that's what we do that's what you do in a pub with your mates it, it is that Anyway, and I, lo- I do love the fact that he invoked Scouse's Spurs and Rafa Benitez. I'll tell you what, for Chris, just for you, I will now try and leave all of my ire and bile to Scouse's Spurs and, of course, Rafa Benitez, JK.
1: But can I just come in and say, w- w- yes, I was elated by our performance, but I then wanted our manager to be elated.
0: I think and he this- was after the Dortmund game. I think no, he's- I don't... <clears throat> I mean, yeah, he but he's, still... he's, yeah, but he's see, this is the thing this is what Chris is saying and, and me too you you need to you need to let go of these press conferences he is going to be a robot he has been trained I'm telling you this you've done you you've you've done now media on... training haven't you? you I bet you've done courses in it for people I haven't Haven't Never you ever. I'm amazed yeah. you could have earned loads of doing that yeah. I have I've run media training courses and I'm telling you now, he is media trained to within an inch of his life. He is never going to say anything mildly, even a scintilla of interesting in a press conference. He is going to sound dull as fucking ditch water because that's what he's been trained to do. Yeah, I mean...
1: It doesn't fit in with my adventure in
0: the <laughs> I world. I know it doesn't. I know it doesn't. Know I know, know it doesn't. But you've got to let it go, man.
1: No, well, I will from now on, except when I might do a, a, another comedy one coming up if we don't do very well. But it's I can't I can't make any of these things anymore if he does well because that would be. Well, I hope you know,
0: he does. No, I mean I like what you do, but I hope he does exactly, well. You know, you know. Somebody, so
1: do I. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not saying no. you must do badly because then I can
0: write these comedy things. Ha ha ha. No, no.
1: The team. Why don't do-
0: you do one when we do really well? And yeah. you can still have a go saying, Graham, be more excited.
1: You yeah, just yeah, what be, you've yeah. just
0: beaten Real Madrid in the final of the Champions exactly, League. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Why not? Yeah, come what's on, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah, come on. We're all madly happy. Look, I'm celebrating. Here's my champagne. Yeah, I could do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's a possibility for us. Um, right. But yeah, but um, uh, no. Okay, I won't. Um, uh, I think it's a it's a good point, and I won't from now on talk about him at all in press conferences.
0: Well, I just think it's a fool's errand because he ain't going to change, mate.
1: Exactly. I just said. No, no,
0: I'm agreeing with you, mate. I'm agreeing with you, mate. I won't. I won't. won't. All right. Back to Christopher, which is, uh, as I said, it's a long email and it's already provoked quite a lot of uh, debate. I hope we haven't sounded too defensive, Christopher. I didn't really mean us to, but uh, anyway. Uh, Talking of Tuchel, Chidge puts part... Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. I've missed a paragraph out. Back to pressers. Now, I grant you Tuchel's press conferences were far more humorous and entertaining, but there were times the football on the pitch was dire under him. Yes, I know there were ex- some, some extenuating circumstances for that in part, which I'll come to in a minute i know what i would prefer decent football and performances trump answers to pointless journalistic questions any day sorry liam and adam if you are on luckily for you chris they're not so maybe us as a fan base should be concentrating on what we see on the pitch which seems to be looking up at last talking of tuchel Chich puts part of tuchel's demise on the following factors chilwell and james being injured tick lack of leaders in the team tick Many players from very. I'm doing the ticks, by the way, Christopher. Many players from various past different managers and systems. Tick. Lack of striker. Tick. Kante injured. Tick. Uncertainty around club ownership and restructuring upheaval. Tick. All of which I agree with to a point. But these issues in the main are still there, so we can afford pot of the same grace. I think a lot of them are, and that is true. Um, <clears throat> we found out why Tuchel really got fired the other day, and we can't sell you. We can't. We're not allowed to so we not uh it seems to me the players we uh the, sorry i'll read that again it seems to me the players are really playing for potter in fact they are saying as much they are in fact they're oh, fucking hell i'll try that again shall i take three uh and this is no indictment on you christopher because this is an incredibly well written email so i'm sorry that i'm making a pig's ear of it uh it seems to me the players are really playing for potter in fact they are saying as much and word from the journalists with inside info also bear this out Furthermore, if the recent revelations are true regarding Tuchel, yes, uh, the players lost all respect for him towards the end, which meant he really forced Bowley's hand to fire him. Yep, totally agreed. Now we've heard what it is. Uh, so maybe getting rid of Tuchel wasn't the terrible decision some originally thought it was, more the only decision that could be made. Very sad and tragic because I think he was a cracking manager, but yeah, sometimes shit happens and it's the only option available give Potter a couple of transfer windows a full preseason and the new players time to acclimatize to the league then we can judge him on what happens on the pitch not in the press room I'm hoping following the recent upturn in form the fan base as a whole can finally put Tuchel in a rear view mirror and start concentrating on the future which I believe is looking really bright under Potter Bowley and the team he is putting together both on and off the pitch I find this constant harping back to how fantastic Tuchel was unhealthy it's reminiscent of lusting after an ex-girlfriend is never coming back. Nothing good can ever come of it. Ooh, we have I've done that a lot, Judge. Well, well I, lot. I, yeah, I'm not going to say I've done that, but I've done that! Uh, we have far too much to look forward to to be living in the past. Leave that to the Scousers. I genuinely believe that Bowley, Clearlake and Co are out to make us great again, with or without Potter. <clears throat> we just need to have some patience and show Potter the same grace we did to Tuchel when he was struggling before judging him. Um, for what it's worth my money is on Potter to succeed and make many eat their words he's a modern manager for the modern era that the players seem to want to play for but I appreciate that is completely subjective do not expect all to share my optimism merely just to give him a fair crack anyway keep up the great work looking forward to working out how Discord works and seeing you all there or maybe pre-match for a pint sometime christopher dean regular at the bridge since 1987 about the same time as me about the same time as me i mean one the only thing i would slightly which is my personal opinion is that i'm you know we all know this having followed as you were saying chris from 1987 but certainly in the last kind of 25 years ago um there are very few trophies up for grabs every year we've won a lot of them in fact all of them in the last 20 years and we've done that because we've had obviously a lot of money, some very good players, and some good managers. But one of those things that the managers had was an ability to get us over the line. They were winners. If you remember what Ranieri was like, would Ranieri ever have won us anything? I don't. We don't know. We'll never know. Of course, it's a, almost a spurious argument. But I think we, you know, you you need a manager who can get you over the line. My only doubt about Potter is that he hasn't won anything. And I know that seems very unfair, considering he's he's only managed clubs like Brighton, and now he's got Chelsea, where he should have a better chance. But uh, I I have a I have a concern about that. But uh, you know what, Chris? Like you said, I I I I hope I eat my words. I hope I'm proven wrong. I think it's easier
1: to write this kind of of email when we're doing better. Oh yeah, because now he's saying all these things about Potter that. Lots of people have put forward before he was doing well, and we were all well, going. For,
0: for all we know, Chris felt that before as well. We don't know because he didn't write in. No, no, I, yeah,
1: but that's the case. Even he did think that way before. There was no basis for any success for Potter. This is why the smallest thing then becomes um, uh, something you, can, you but, can. But
0: this, this is exactly the problem, isn't it? You know, there, there you know, there is no, there is not a, a, a there's no evidence base for Potter because. He hasn't managed, uh, you know, Bayern Munich or Inter yeah. Milan yeah. or whatever. He's not won uh, anything at all of substance. I mean, I know he won in, in, in Sweden and he beat Arsenal in a Europa Cup match or something. But, you know, he's not yeah. won a league. He's not won a cup. He's not won the Champions League. There's no evidence base. So, you know, when it goes tits up like it did over the winter, people are going to go, well, look at that. You know, what do you expect? So, you but know... What I'm saying, I think it's
1: very easy then to come up with all these excuses for the problems yeah, that he
0: had. I think I think he Chris has got a point well. though that, that that you know the same problems that Tuchel had were existing when Potter still arrived, and I think that's fair enough.
1: But I think it's unfair to to tar Tuchel with a brush of ineptitude when.
0: I don't think. Uh, Do you think he was?
1: He got, he got us to two. Yeah, I think he was. He was saying that it, it got slightly bad.
0: I don't think under, so. I think the only thing he yeah, said it got
1: bad under Tuchel, He said. They, they, it,
0: all he said was it. You know, the football was dire sometimes, and the football was dire sometimes.
1: Yeah, indeed, but we still got to two FA Cup. Well, we I agree.
0: I mean, I might, you know, you know, you know this because you know me very well, anyway. But and I've said it on the show many, many times. I mean. I think the football became dire. I think half of that is the way that Tuchel played. The famous seven defenders in the team. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, but it was effective because we did win a lot of matches and we won a lot of trophies or we got there or thereabouts. I mean, I, I thought that he did remarkably well last season, considering the backdrop of the sanctions and the club about to go tits up. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean that 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 I I mean I I really do think I think in I think when you and I are ninety three or you're ninety three and I'm you know, thirty-three, thirty-two. 32. Um, yeah. when we do a 50 years show of 2000 and, uh, 20, 21, 22, I think we'll be looking back on what Tuchel did in that season with absolute astonishment. I really, really do. We won't be sitting there going, it was all a load of bollocks and he was crap. But anyway, as Chris recognizes in his email, the, he knows that, I mean, we all know that the reason he got fired was nothing to do with the football. Anyway,
1: JK. But also just to the last thing to say for this, um, the only time you're listening to the manager speaking to you to for you to get an an evaluation of how his mind works is every time he speaks to the media because that's the only time we see him and if he's coming up with trite statements all the time um it's difficult therefore to be encouraged by what he's saying and i think that's the difficulty i've, I've stated this before but, but... i have with it regard so in, in a sense if it's happening on the pitch i begin to forgive it but at the same yeah. time if if things aren't working and he doesn't explain them well and he's always keen to say what a difficult game it was it worries me that he doesn't then communicate this to the players doesn't communicate well with the players i think and uh, so so um uh but once again that's because we're not we're not on the training ground and all we're getting are these little windows into his personality. So I have to justify some of the reason that I find him so difficult to, um, to deal with. Uh, It's not just the pressers; it's speaking to the media. I need to be very specific about that. That wasn't a press conference at the end. That was him speaking to anybody after the game, because he once again did not sound very good. But let's let's leave that behind. Well, I'm I'm
0: not, I'm not going to leave it behind because I'm going to say that you basically agree with Chris there because Chris was saying much the same thing that actually the speaking should be done on the pitch because you know, and oh, I no, think no, I did say that. Yeah, I just yeah. said that.
1: I'm happy to do that. But but what I'm saying is is that that he's not he doesn't help himself in any way.
0: But I I think maybe may I mean look you know I'm not I'm, I don't want to make this a, a ten hour show by by me coming back time and time and time again but. <sighs> when it when it comes to the presses, yes i would like to have a, a manager with personality there i i mean i i i see the position slightly you you want to get insight from them well i don't know if i really care about what insight i'm going to get from because i don't trust what they're going to say anyway but what i want is somebody who represents us as supporters represents the club i mean you know me i'm i'm much more confrontational than you you know, I want I want a guy who's a, a, you know to issue battle cries and dig people out and belittle journalists and you know kick it kick them for the chels. You know that's what I want, and I'm not going to get that from Potter. But I I get that you want insight and stuff. But at the mat, I mean Chris is right. You know, let it go because the, the you know you're going to get what you're going to get. What what really matters is what he does with the players. And as we often say, and you're right, J.K. What you just said there. We don't know what goes on on the training ground because we're never there. But it, that that's the important thing, and then how that translates onto the pitch in terms of results. And if they're going great, we 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 love the bones out of the guy. And if they're not, and we don't like his personality, we kick him. And I'm afraid that's just a sad fact of life, isn't it? Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher, what an incredible email that you've had. Me and J.K. ding dogging around it for the best part of half an hour. That's 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 some achievement, and it's brilliantly written. And I look forward to. Uh, chatting with you on Discord and maybe even encouraging JK to do the same. Uh, Right, George Spencer, our weekly email from the Right Reverend George Spencer. Dear Chajah
1: and JK, we waited so long for a win, now three come along at once. Yes, buses. The Dortmund game and now yesterday's win have put smiles back onto the faces of the Stamford Bridge faithful. It appeared that Potter has become adaptable and bringing on Gallagher, was a smart substitution because he's such a good player. In addition, our three goals were so good that Vardemort didn't have an answer to them. Let's just hope we can get some squad depth in the summer. In moment, di- <laughs> we've got too much squad depth, surely. Um. In, in addition, seeing Spurs crash out of Europe, United get humped 7-0 and Liverpool lose at Bournemouth, made for a good week. While we all have our opinions about Gary Lineker, I must say the match of the day was a breath, breath of fresh air last night without being told what we'd already seen. I never really paid attention to the analysis anyway. Perhaps Chigi and JK should take over. My one complaint about match of the day was they didn't show enough. Mm-hmm. They didn't show the foul on Felix. They didn't show. This is the problem with not having people discussing stuff. You don't see all of the The clips were too little because they reduced it. And you didn't see Mudrick's goal, which was a shame because his celebration was fantastic, even though it was then VAR'd out for offside anyway however things were somewhat worse on the non-league side (laughs) while all the short town exited the fa trophy meaning it'll be the neutral section for me again at wembley this time without any wrexham fans thank goodness winchester city went down one nil at home to western super mare not helped by five penalty appeals turned down by another summa cum laude graduate from the tom henning ovrebo school of refereeing it's an away match at Chesham United next time. One that involves a lot of buses, thanks to the bloody train strike. Until next time, happy
0: good old George. Brilliant stuff. I'm sorry to hear about Winchester City having having a Western Supermare. Mm. George, good to hear from you as always. Now, uh, Daniel Cabral, Daniel, old friend of ours. Three games, three wins, three lions. Devier. A fo- devour a fox even. The true kings of London continue their quest for Champions League glory while a spur died of boredom. May we still be 10th? Oh, for fuck's sake, what is wrong with my brain tonight? We may still be 10th, but at least we're getting points to move up, then fall down. Here's a question. We do need a number nine. Our signings so far have been everything else. So, does Potter think Lukaku may have a future or do the owners want him off the wages before signing a striker? Jij and JK, simply the best, Daniel. Simply the best. Um, well, all the rest. I think that Potter doesn't want Lukaku anywhere near here, from what I understand. So they've got to find some way of getting him off the wages.
1: And he's playing dreadfully and isn't fit,
0: apparently. Mm. It'd be so, a disaster if he came back. I, it really would, mate. I'd rather have you or me up front as a number nine.
1: They'll, they'll be doing all the the stats gurus will be doing all their work on him and realising that he doesn't... doesn't run enough yeah so it's not going to happen no 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 no, no. No, i think the fear is that we may have to have him back just because uh inter don't want him and then it's a question of getting him off the books but he he won't be making it well you know (laughs) if he's on books perhaps he might make an appearance in a in a league cup game or something next season who knows anyway um uh, thank you daniel always always interesting um Should we go on? This is Stephen Osborne, Dear Chidgen JK. This one's about the quality of refereeing in European competition. Yes, Stephen, yes. Especially when compared to the Premier League. Also discusses the absurd media reaction to Chelsea being lucky by benefiting from decisions which are completely lacking in controversy. It's also a high five to Kepper. First, I want to acknowledge the wonderful letter from Tate, my son, two weeks ago. Yes, Tate. Yeah, lovely. Tate wrote eloquently compared to his... Writing un- compared to his writing unfavourably, to my efforts, sparked a lengthy studio discussion post-letter. For me, the amount of time spent nattering on by you both after a letter's been read is a key indicator <laughs> of the letter's quality. Well, yeah, it's not necessarily true. It's occasionally because one of us wants a cup of tea or well, one of us wants to go to the loo there is that you know or even chidge just wants to end it you know i'm afraid it, it, that's that's the truth Stephen. so occasionally but like the last one it was in the middle it was beautifully set you know so we had a nice chatter and it brought up some excellent points but there are times when you know i'm, I'm thinking oh, i think better, you know i really would like a, a cup of tea and a bit, a bit of a sandwich um but um so it's it, i'm afraid that you know our our desire for um for for cosiness, intervenes from time to time. Anyway, after all, the reason we tune into and off the post is not only to hear the views of fellow fancasters, but also to hear your post letter ramblings. Yes, I agree. Yeah, Thank you, ramblings. Except for when Chidge evokes his nakedness and talks about his gonads, JK (laughs) requests permission to wee. Okay, even for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Tate is one of my four kids. Now some pressure on the other three and my wife to pick up their pens and write to the fancast too. This week, I listened key, keenly to the In Off the Post episode. While a great show as ever, there was an Osborne-sized hole in the post bag, which I am fitting this week. You are with a lot of words here. A lot of words, Stephen. Um, right, um, here we are. Um, yes, yes. Now, on to the officiating, especially the Dortmund game. What I saw the referee only made and stuck with one controversial decision all, all night. That was Emery Charns shoving the back on Havertz in the ninth minute, which clearly unbalanced Silky, made him miss the target before falling over. Should have been a straight red on that for ex-Scouse Gareth and a penalty. Um, It would only have been a a red if he was um, preventing a goal scoring opportunity. I don't know if that was. Was that the case? Was he ahead? I can't remember. Do you remember that, Jim?
0: Well, I can't remember really. I mean, I think it was a bit debate. I mean, he was going in on goal, so yes, I think it, it, he could be right. Well, if that was the case, it would have been. yeah. But I don't yeah. think it was really a foul. I mean, it was. A, I mean, it's it's one of those difficult ones, isn't it? You could say, if that was outside of the penalty area, the referee might have given a foul for a push in the back, and he fell over. But that you don't you don't often see them those kind of like fifty fifty calls being given in the box. In my in my experience, I mean, I, I I'd love to have seen it be given a penalty, but I wasn't surprised they didn't. If you see what I mean.
1: Uh, on, on to the second half. Wolf defending with his arm outside the profile of his body is clearly struck on the paw. Mm. See what? You, hey, hey! God, bloody hell, Stephen! Oh, boy, Wolf ah. inside the box after Chile attempts a cross. There's little to debate under the modern interpretation of the laws. Clear handball, unfortunate for Wolf, but handball nonetheless. And always worse in slow motion, of course. Next, the encroachment. A Dortmund defender. Ozcan cleared the ball when illegally in the box by a good two yards at the time Silky took his penalty. What is there to debate? Nothing at all. Absolutely. If a Chelsea player, say, Chile, having encroached on the follow up, had followed up and scored off Havertz's miss, that would have rightly been disallowed. No one would suggest Chile was unlucky. So why was the referee's decision to allow Oz, what's his name, Ozcals, his name, I can't remember, encroached yeah, Oskan. Entru- encroachment and in- that's for Oskan's. Um encroachment and interference even discussed has been controversial. Absolutely agree Stephen. It was bollocks that they ever did that. And Fit th- most of them didn't understand the law, that's why even in the the Guardian the guy um the uh, um Jacob Steinberg had said um uh, it was it was disallowed because four Chelsea players had run into the penalty area. No, it's because it was there were I think three Three Dortmund players and a Chelsea player, and this bloke Ozcan in the middle. The other three came in from the side, and they all leapt in because um, Havertz did that stop, that halt, which I have to say, I don't. I was under the impression you weren't allowed to do that halt, but uh, um, I need to look at the law again. I thought you had to have a smooth run up, but anyway, um, clearly not because the referee allowed it. Um, exactly how far into the penalty area would Ozcan have needed to be for the decision to be uncontroversial? If not two yards, what about three or four? Would he have needed to be level with Silky standing in the but, six yard?
0: Box? But JK, it was it was wasn't it wasn't disallowed or taken again for encroachment. It was taken because Oscan cleared he it. Played it
1: because he played it, yeah. absolutely. The encroacher played it. That was the thing. Yeah. Exactly. Therefore he stopped. that's the law it's actually I can't remember what the wording of the law is but that is actually written in the laws so well done the officials on Tuesday apart from the Havertz shove the assistant referees got both Sterling offsides right in the moment these were confirmed by video replay they're both really tight too VAR correctly spotted the penalty and the referee used the evidence appropriately to correct his on-field error and VAR correctly spotted on the first penalty take the clear encroachment that denied a Chelsea player reaching the rebound proper use of VAR VAR in the Premier League, I doubt we'd have got the penalty or the retake, <laughs> it's true, yes. <laughs> Compared to Saturday, when we had the utterly inept Andre Mariner, absolutely agree, utterly inept, and his team. He, along with his VAR assistant, missed a penalty for handball by Fofana off Madison's free kick. He also, along with his VAR assistant, missed a straight red when Pereira assaulted Jao Felix, Jao Felix's calf muscle in the third minute. Absolutely right. It uh, was so blatantly... Um, done deliberately a stamp and he along with his var assistant ignored daniel amati's karate like aggression on silky's rib cage another straight red and there were numerous late challenges it was a very feisty affair actually mostly on felix absolutely right they were really out to stop felix from playing that were allowed to go unpunished a terrible all too common example of useless premier league officiating and also the problem with mariner is he strolls about and is miles away from the action anyway um you really think he would be demoted or just not involved anymore but no there he is again just it's almost as if he's out for you know you could imagine him having a cup of tea with him can't you when he's strolling about anyway next back to the champions league to the reaction of the media lucky chelsea chelsea made the most of their luck lucky habits lucky potter lucky sterling For fuck's sake, why is it lucky to smash a ball home from 10 yards after a bad first shot? How were these incidents lucky? It must have been I didn't appreciate that was lucky. I agree with you. It was just, it was hopeless and then excellent. I'd say we were unlucky in the first leg where we hit the woodwork and failed to score, despite playing on balance better than Dortmund. I'd say we're unlucky in the second game at home, where despite dominating again, we only won by the single goal over the two legs. We were very good in the home match. You would have been hugely unlucky not to progress to the last eight. So why were we lucky? Our expected goals at the bridge was 1.9. So why were scoring two goals lucky? In the first leg, our expected goals was also 1.9. To Dortmund's, 1.2. Again, unlucky. If it had been a team from you-know-where, the victory would have been declared to have been inevitable, backed by a passionate home crowd, inspired by their manager, and a reflection of the never-say-die attitude of their players. Let's see how they get on at Madrid this week. And finally, a word for Kepper, please. Poor Kepper. Everyone takes it as given we need to replace our keeper, both keepers, this summer. I'm not sure. I've been really impressed with Kepper this season. He's made some outstanding saves. His distribution has been excellent, and his communication skills with his ever changing back three, four, or five seems to have been solid. His footwork has been tidy. He's played effect- effectively from a high starting position, often sweeping up a through ball played past our back line. Of course, he's missed a cross here or there, failed to make a save on every opportunity, especially at fault for the Man City goal. But watch any keeper over 26 games and there'd be a goal here or there that could have been prevented. He's got 11 clean sheets from his 26 games, has only conceded 22 goals. His save percentage is 80%. They're good stats and among the best in the league. Only Nick Pope is conceding fewer goals per... um, 90 this season, and he has a settled defence in front of him. Kepper's post-shot expected goals minus actual goals conceded by 90. <laughs> I'd love to see Chidge's face when this measure is read out. Yes, Chidge has slumped into his chair. Is the second best in the league. Only Allison's is better. His same, save from Royce's free kick on Tuesday was massive. Yeah, it was. It was great. I question the need to replace him. He's showing great character has even been our on-field captain so big up to kepper from me give him some love that's my lot for now here's another hoping another osborne can step up next week tate reed prem cheers and up the chelsea Stephen, well done a massive massive stuff in there Stephen. but excellent excellent really terrific love the uh the mariner um despair with mariner because he is awful and uh well observed well observed um Opinion, there, excellent. Yeah.
0: Top email, Stephen. Lovely to hear from you as always. Um, right. Um, we're going to have a, a weenie break so that J.K. Have can a make you can have a wee and a weenie break. Uh, but before he does, I'm going to have a quick plug for the Big Stamford Bridge sleepout, which is on the 25th of March, uh, 2023. So, literally about a week or so away now. Um, as you know, me. And a 100 or so other Chelsea supporters will be sleeping out under the East Stand uh, in the howling, cold, ice-cold Arctic wind that will face us. Luckily, I'll be fortified by several pints of Guinness, so I will not be feeling the cold too unduly. And we are doing it in honour of Stoll Foundation, who are our next-door neighbours at the bridge. And, of course, they look after veterans who have served uh, their country and uh, have now got mental health issues or have been made homeless or have got physical uh, health issues as well and they do a fine job doing that so it's a very worthy charity to be su- supporting uh, all organized by the supporters trust and uh, mark Mean and cliff auger and paul hay in particular uh so if you want to sponsor me for this it's very simple you just go to justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash david hyphen one um i'm you, you don't have to sponsor me there are plenty of others you could sponsor if you'd rather do that uh just go to the uh big Stamford Bridge sleep out on just giving and you'll get all sorts of other people that you can sponsor too. But obviously I would love it if you could sponsor me and many have, and I am incredibly, incredibly grateful for your support and they are the role of honor. I feel like we should have a drum roll, but uh, they are Phil Spector, the lovely Phil who we saw uh, the other week uh, in the cock and at the games, Frank Britton, Kevin C carefree and New-Key, in new key, lovely people, lovely part of the world too, actually I'm very jealous and envious of you living down there. Um, Craig Jenkins, Nigel Bird, Mark and Carol Spector, who happen to be Phil Spector's parents. Oh yes, met them too, in the cock and they're lovely people as well. Chris Mahoney, Patrick H., Damien Bush, Sean Parry, Silas Bartlett, Russell, Andrew Goldstone, Joe Mangola, Lee Beaver, Los Barnes, Caroline Walters, Tony Skean, David Lotzer, Carol Hope, Philip, Daryl Middleditch, Trey Bertelson, Bert, Bert Cubed. Uh, Pierre, Chad Harris, Brian Jussman, the lovely Brian Justman and Benji. You are all absolute legends and superheroes and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. We We will be back after JK's had a cup of tea. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates, follow online commentary, listen to the radio... Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash ChelseaFanCast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea FanCast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions.
1: I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper F- F- FootballFanCast.com
0: Welcome back. This is the Chelsea FanCast. I'm, of course, Stanford Chidge. It is the In Off The Post show, the show where we... JK. Hello, JK. Hello. And JK and I sift through the Chelsea FanCast mailbag, which is basically loads of emails, but it could be Patreon messages or Discord messages or... Uh, instagram messages or twitter messages or facebook messages or even something sent by carrier pigeon we'll read it out yes. if you send it in and Small bits of paper shoved through the letterbox anything anything uh, but no no uh nothing n- nothing let's let's we say nothing a bit firmer it has to be on paper really anyway um the first email <laughs> of course uh, part two is from russell keddy and uh, russell says morning chid and jk morning russell I hope all is well. It is actually. I'm we're having a decent week. I'm quite happy today. Uh, I'm sending you a quick thank you email for your continued work across the fancast and in off the post shows and the great J.K. fan bites. It really does feel. Sorry, it really does fill the void between matches. And as you mentioned in the last show, it does feel like as a fan base we've come together during this challenging period. Uh, since my last email, we've managed to beat Leeds, Dortmund, and Leicester. Although the Leeds match was a struggle in the second half. I can't remember the last time I enjoyed a game as much as the Dortmund game. It felt like, for that moment, we had our Chelsea back. I couldn't agree more. It really did feel like that. The players' intensity and the crowd's noise really got us through that night. It would be so Chelsea-like to go on and win the Champions League. How good would that be to overshadow a potential Arsenal title win? Now, I hadn't (laughs) thought of that. It would, would, wouldn't it? I'm loving that idea, hugely. So, basically, Liverpool win the Premier League for the first time in 30 years in COVID when nobody noticed. And then we win the Champions League to deny Arsenal winning. Well, we wouldn't deny them winning their first Premier League for you know nearly 30 or uh, 20 years. But nobody would be talking about that. That would be delicious, wouldn't it? I would like that a lot. Moving on to the Leicester game, apart from the complete farce of a refereeing performance and some dodgy moments from Kepa coming for crosses, it was another promising performance. Wing commander Chilwell is fast becoming my favourite player, and with Fafana back from injury and looking like the £75 million player we signed, it finally feels like we may have turned the corner. I also wanted to shout out Havertz. While he frustrates me on most occasions, he was fantastic across the Dortmund and Leicester games. Couldn't agree more, Russell. Keep up the great work, chaps, and good luck, Chidge, with the big Stamford Bridge sleepout. Russell Keddie. It's interesting, isn't it? Havertz has sort of rescued our
1: our, our love for him because, um, I mean, as I said in my fan bike, we had all this list of players that we were going, He's going to go, he won't be good enough, we'll get rid of him in the summer. And they're all beginning to come good. And you then think, my goodness, who on earth will they get rid of? Because they've got to get rid of some. All right. Um, uh, Zayek is is going to be out the window because he almost was anyway. But uh, there aren't many others who immediately make you think they're on their bikes because um, they're, they're, they seem to be contributing. Everybody seems to be well, everybody's contributed in the last few performances. Let's see how the rest of the season evolves um, anyway. Um, well done, Russell. Very nice mail. Thank you for your kind words about the fan bite on, uh, on Twitter. He's always, Russell always comes in and, uh, and makes a good statement after I've done one. So thank you very much indeed. Um, this is number nine. It's from Andrew Douglas. Dear Chijin, Your JK. old mate, mate. My mate. Hey, hey, yes. My mate, mate, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Andrew. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, I'm tipping my cap. I'm tipping, touching my forelock as I'm speaking to you doing this at the moment. Uh, in fact, I'll speak like that. Dear children JK, whilst on holiday, I listened to your In Off the Post podcast that went on on the 8th of February. Talk about a glutton for punishment. In this podcast, um, other listeners reacted to my original email. To be honest, I think I got off quite lightly and the views obviously in support of JK weren't too <laughs> negative against me. <laughs>
0: well, they're, they're, anyway. a ni- they're a nice bunch who listen to this show, Andrew. I think that's, that's, that's to be fair, isn't it?
1: Anyway, I'm glad I sent my second email apologising to JK before this went out. That was very lovely of you, Andrew. Thank you. Not because I feared a backlash, because I was gen- genuinely felt bad. In that second email, I briefly mentioned I went to Chelsea home and away from early 74 till the early 90s. I appreciate most emails I know about Potter and the current team, but I thought I'd share some of my experiences of going to Chelsea when we were sometimes good, but a lot of the time, we were shit yes yes I I know I remember the era well hopefully you'll indulge me and for some of the old boys my stories might bring back happy memories and for our newer supporters it might be somewhat enlightening as you can imagine over this period I attended lots of games both home and away some good some bad but always happy memories over the years I've attended some of the games that have been quite iconic in our history (gasps) I I was at Bolton oh congratulations Andrew when Clive Walker scored to keep us in the old second division if I close my eyes, I can still see Clive scoring that goal even now. I was at the two cup games against Liverpool when we beat them 2 0 and 4 2 against all odds. Happy days. Not so happy, I was at Rotherham when we lost 6 0. You've been at very, very iconic places and games, by me. I was also at Highbury for the first game of the season in 85 after we'd won promotion. When I swear half the ground was Chelsea and Kerry scored a wonder goal. I travelled up to Ayrton Park, December 78. What was so special about this game? We were struggling, but Peter Osgood had re-signed for us. We took the lead. It was a classic Peter Osgood-headed goal, how we celebrated. This is it. Run our way back. The King is back. We lost 7-2. <laughs> Chich, I think a couple of episodes ago, you mentioned the game at White Hart Lane in 75. This was a relegation six-pointer. We actually played quite well that day. On another day, we could have won. I know you said about Bay City roller fans on the pitch. Trust me, these were very vast. <laughs> violent roller fans they were during the game i actually ended up on three sides of the ground being chased onto the pitch each time how many chelsea boys got locked out that day at the end of the game my mates said to me look happy <laughs> i walked back to seven sisters with a fixed grin on my face even though i knew relegation was inevitable self-preservation i think actually i've done exactly the same thing at uh some chelsea away games of uh, hidden my colours and uh, foolishly got in them and, uh, and just looked, yeah, absolutely looked as if, oh, great, lovely win. Uh, I've also been to Millwall a few times. I could write a whole email about those trips. The one against them that sticks in my mind was 1977. When I got out at New Cross Gate, it was like World War Three. We lost 3-0. I remember the headline in News of the World the next day, Den of Violence. If I'm honest, I was happy to get back to the safety of West London after that game. Hopefully this mail isn't too long. I have three trips that stick out, which I think were quite eventful. Hopefully you'll find vaguely amusing. First one is Wolves 1, Chelsea 1, May 77. End of season game. Wolves top, we were second. During this period, Chelsea fans were meant to be banned from all away games. We still travelled. My friend Tony and myself travelled up on the Friday, stayed with my cousin who lived in Wolverhampton. Friday night was relatively uneventful. On Saturday we went to the game, got in with thousands of other Chelsea fans. The game ended one each. Everyone was happy. They went up as champions. We were promoted. The end of the game, we got on the pitch to celebrate. On the pitch, this guy said to me, mate, grab hold of this. It was a banner which read, Dennis Howell, you can't ban Chelsea fans. I remember that banner well. And you were holding it. My blimey. There's
0: a picture of that.
1: Andrew was holding the banner. There's There's
0: a a famous picture of that. that, I wonder if that's Andrew in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Tell us, Andrew. Yeah. We, sp- we spent Saturday night at Wolverhampton. On Sunday, we meant to travel to Coventry, where a f- friend Norman was driving us back to Swindon. When we arrived in Coventry, we went to tea at Norman's house. His dad was digging out Chelsea fans. I was trying to placate him, explaining there was no trouble. On the other side of the room, Tony, who was reading the local paper, was trying to attract my attention. He passed the paper over and said, Look, on the back page. Ah, here we are. On their back page was a picture of me holding the banner. There we are. are. What we say? Never mentioned it to Norman. I wish I'd kept a copy, but I think you can get hold of that anywhere. I think that's still on. um, That's that's on the internet. Mm. That I've seen that picture recently. Charlton away. Can't tell you the date. Possibly late seventies or the score because all a bit of a haze. Prior to this fixture, I've been in an accident. Was on some tablets when prescribed. I was told by my GP, "Do not drink alcohol with these pills, young man." I met some mates at the hole in the wall at Waterloo. They were all drinking beer and I was on the soft drinks. At some stage, I thought, I'll blow this, I'll Have a few pints of Guinness. Good for you. What could possibly yeah. go wrong? Guinness
0: it's doesn't a... count, Andrew. Quite right.
1: Exactly. Guinness is good for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's medicinal, in fact.
1: Yeah. At the ground, I lost my mates. Not sure of the score. I think we lost. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, after the game, I came across a punch-up. Again, not sure. Know, if Guinness, it
0: was in... you missed... No, no. Sorry. me. My fault. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I haven't missed a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds as if I have actually, but I haven't anyway. Um, anyway, again, not sure if it, inside or outside the ground. Although I remember it like a waste ground, so maybe outside. But yeah, possibly. Yes. By this time, the combination of the alcohol and tablets had really kicked in. The fight was going on in slow motion. I was very mellow. <laughs> <laughs> California dreaming, the summer of love type of mood. Instead of walking past, I said, "Hey guys, why are you fighting? We're all Chelsea fans." And one of the participants disengaged and said, said, uh, are you a Chelsea fan? I said, uh, actually, no, it'd be more like that. You're a Chelsea fan. I said, yeah. I don't think I don't think I said, no, no, yeah, man. A
0: Chelsea fan saying, oh, you're a
1: Chelsea oh, fan. Oh, it is. There, okay. It's not, it's not. I, I was preempting and thinking it might have been a Wolves fan. Anyway, I don't think I said, yeah, man, but I might have well done it. was the very mellow mood. Anyway, on my reply, hit me with one right hand, straight on the conch, knock me out cold. Luckily, a couple of my mates from Swindon found me, picked me up and made sure I got on the night train home. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have been a Chelsea no, fan.
0: No, he... he'd read it. He says, instead of walking past, I said, hey, guys, why are you fighting? We're all well... we're all Chelsea fans.
1: Yeah, but he, he didn't know that, though.
0: No, he did. That's why he said, why are you fighting? We're all Chelsea fans. One of the participants disengaged and said, are you a Chelsea fan? It, he got conked by. A, I think he got conked by a Chelsea fan.
1: Yeah, but he could have been because he was so mellow, California dreaming, suffer of love type of mood. He's seeing a fight and gone and say, "Hey, hey, man, why are you all fighting? We're all Chelsea fans." And it could have been Wolves v Chelsea, yeah. and this bloke then says, uh, "You know, you a Chelsea, you a Chelsea, are you a Chelsea, are you, are you fan? A a Chelsea fan? Oh, you yeah, are a Chelsea fan." And he says, uh, "And, I, and he, I said, yeah." So he conks him because yeah. he's a Wolves fan. He could I be think, that. I
0: think but, we, we need clarification, Andrew. We do. Yeah, Andrew, you
1: need to give us clarification. Um, um. Luckily, a couple of my mates from Swindon found me, picked me up, made sure I got on the right train home. Ah, oh. Finally, need to tell you about a trip to City in November 77. You'll find this story hard to believe, but I promise it's all true. This was the period when Chelsea fans were banned. At the time I was at college in Swindon, wrote to Man City claiming to be a fan from Swindon. I asked for four tickets and I got them. Blimey, did you pay for them? Uh, I recently joined Mickey Greenaway's... Um, Chelsea away travelers club his cat and the four of us traveled up on Mickey's coaches it was quite an eventful day at the time Spurs were in the second division they were playing Bolton every time we stopped we bumped into two or three Spurs coaches I have to say it all got a bit lively when we got to main road Mickey Greenaway gave a speech telling us to keep quiet mingle and we'd mingle in and we'd probably uh, and we'd probably get oh, it doesn't say get probably get full stop get Get away with it. Get on, OK. As soon as the coach doors opened, everyone piled out singing Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> the police rounded us up. I'm, sorry, I'm us
0: sorry, JK. That is so Chelsea, isn't it? Greenway yeah. stands up, gives a speech saying, "All oh, be quiet. And they'll yeah. go the go going, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea.
1: Chelsea. <laughs> and the police, the police, the police then rounded us up, marched us around saying, you won't get in. Eventually, I approached one of the coppers, told him the four of us had tickets to his credit he let us go and we went our tickets were for the kipax so we decided to split into pairs me and Tony and Steph and the other Andy me and Tony and Steph and the other Andy we got into the ground very quickly City went up 2-0 Chelsea got back to 2-2 half time an announcement came with the Tannoy any Chelsea fans leave now as your coach is due to depart <laughs> uh, the score at half time was 4-2 to City We reasoned if we came back from 2-0, we can come back from 4-2. So we stayed. We lost 6-2. After the game, we came out of the ground not really knowing what to do. We walked away from the ground trying to look confident. There were mobs of City roaming about looking for stragglers. Away from the ground, we randomly came across a petrol station. Guy was filling up his van. He had a red and green and white scarf. We couldn't believe it. We approached him. He confirmed he was Chelsea, offered us a lift back to London. We hopped in the back of the van to find two other stranded Chelsea fans in the back. Off we went, us four in the back of the van, our driver and his girlfriend in the front. All was going well, speeding along the motorway. Suddenly there was a loud bang and we started swerving all over the road. Thankfully, our driver managed to get the van onto the hard shoulder and we got out. One of the tyres had burst. Our man had a spare tyre, but no tools. He started to try and wave down cars from our position on the hard shoulder. Eventually, the car stopped out, jumped a vicar. Honestly, I'm not making this up. The vicar offered to help. Got out his car jack and wheel braces. I'll help you, my son. We started to lift the car with the jack. We got so far and the jack went right through the bottom of the car, crashed back down. <laughs> and the four of us were in the back of the van, offered to attempt to lift the van. We did it, but the nuts on the wheel were rusted and couldn't be moved. At this, the driver, the van driver, totally lost it. Something like when Basil Fawlty attacked his car with a branch, our driver started smashing the top and side of his van with the (laughs) wheel brace, effing and blinding as he attacked his van. The vicar eventually calmed him down and agreed to drive him and his girlfriend to the nearest service station. This left myself and Tony along with our two new mates on the hard shoulder. Me and Tony decided to try and hitch a lift. Picture the scene, freezing cold, pitch dark, cars speeding along very fast. Nevertheless, we decided to give it a go, and off we went. A couple of police cars passed us on the opposite side of the motorway. We kept going. Eventually, and against all odds, a car stopped. Are you going to London? Yes. In we jumped. There were two very big guys in the front of the car. They said they were brothers and both West Ham fans. We told them about our day, what happened to us. We seemed to be getting on really well. Anyway, after about 30 minutes. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. One of the brothers said that him and his brother had robbed a big country house near Birmingham and they got a lot of silver in the boot. If we get stopped by the old bill, he said, just tell them you're hitchhikers. In my best Joe Pasquale voice, I said, "But we're hitchhikers. we got back to London with no further incident. Bought the West Ham boys a beer in North London then got back to my parents' place in Brentford in time to watch a punk rock show on the TV, which included the Sex Pistols. These are just a few of my recollections. Hopefully I've given some of the newer fans an idea of what it was like watching Chelsea in the 70s and 80s and brought back happy memories for others. Kindest regards, Chelsea till I die, Andrew Douglas. Andrew, you should write a book, mate.
0: Yeah, you know what? You're reading my mind. Reading really yeah. my mind. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. What... Fantastic. Yeah. yeah.
1: That last one. God I save mean, us.
0: that's one of the one of the best emails we've ever had, and and I I, I don't say that lightly, Andrew, because we've had some hum dingers, as you probably know. But that, uh, do you know what that reminded me of? I don't know if you've ever read this. Um, oh God, I need to find the fucking book. I've got so many Chelsea books, J.K. I can never ever find the one that I want. Do 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 do. Normal service will be resumed soon. I can't find it, but it's um, it it's the one that uh, Neil Smith uh, wrote, if you remember, the A to Z of Chelsea. It was that one, yeah. And and actually, Andrew, you remind me of of how Neil, who's a great man of mine, Smithy, how he writes, and uh, like you and J.K., he was going regularly uh, in that era, and also had the same calamitous travels away and all, i mean you know like getting stuffed you know like you mentioned six two at city six at rotherham all those kind of things and uh and then ridiculous things happening on the way there and back and it reminded me of that and smithy wrote a book i mean you you could write a book mate i mean i'd love to show this to, to if you don't mind and i'm sure you don't uh but i might forward this to mark warrell who as you know publishes books yes on Chelsea. Yes. And see what he thinks, because I think if he roars with laughter like we just have, then uh, I think he might get. Well, get him to, you. You should write a book, mate. That's all we're saying. All right, brilliant. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I mean, I mean, actually, this applies to everybody who writes in. I mean, whether you're you know from miles and miles and miles away or you're local, we'd lo- I mean love to see you for a, for a pint or two in the cock and have a natter about some of the things that you know. I mean, you put me to shame as a supporter. Although that is not very hard, as the boys on the fancast all know. Right, this is hilarious. This email. I had a sneaky preview of this one, uh, and it's from talking of people from all over the world. This is from Anthony Grizos. G'day lads, just your friendly Aussie over here. Not happy with what I just heard in the Leicester Review, calling Steve Smith <laughs> a pig and a cheat was uncalled for. Are you still crying over his last Ashes performance in England? I'm going to stop with the silly Australian. What is it, Graham? Uh, Graham Jones Chapman? This skirt is getting too silly. Robert, you're all getting Robert, too silly. You're all getting too silly. Yes, it is. Um, I'll, so I'll read. It. I'll do what J.K. does. I'll go back to the beginning and start again. Just your friendly Aussie over here, not happy with what I just heard. The Leicester in the Leicester review calling Steve Smith a pig and a cheat was for no it's not it was totally justified because i've always called him piggy smith because anthony he looks like a pig and he is a cheat i mean it's a fact he was found guilty of being a cheat and he looks like a pig and he is a cheat so therefore totally justified are you still crying over his last ashes performance in england or are you jealous about how good of a cricketer he is he would walk into that mediocre english team what, the mediocre English team that's just won 10 of its last 11 test matches? What, that English, mediocre English team that just beat New Zealand? Well, we, we should have really beaten New Zealand 2-0, and they were the world champions last time I looked. Uh, What, the English cricket team that's mediocre that beat India? Uh, oh, when we did beat New Zealand at home, of course. Yeah, bring it on, mate. Fucking bring it on this summer, because I've got tickets to at least three of the Ashes Test matches, and I know a lot of you... Aussie, Aussies, all bedecked in your silly gold and green gear, all looking the same, are going to get your asses kicked, and I cannot wait. Um, anyway. I, I couldn't understand
1: why he was made captain after uh, Cummings went home. Why did they allow him to be made
0: captain? Because they don't, the don't care. I mean, look, is Steve Smith a good cricketer? Clearly he is. Do I, am yeah. I, I, I'm not jealous about him, but I hate the fact that he's so bloody good against England. I, I, I won't deny that, Anthony. I mean, he he always turns up and gets a massive century against us. I hate it. With a bit of luck, Joffrey Archer will be back to stick one on his bonds, mate. Anyway, yes. I can't get wait. Yeah. You see, I'm, I'm, I get a bit more tribal, actually, about England versus Australia in the cricket than I do even against, about Chelsea and Spurs, I think. Anyway, I can't wait for the so called Baz Ball to play against a world class bowling lineup. Now, this is where we can talk. Uh, Anthony, because I'm I'm not I'm not uh, as myopic about the cricket as I am at the football. In all honesty, and I think I think that Pat Cummins is a superb bowler. Mitchell Stark, when he's got his A game together, is a superb bowler. Nathan Lyon, I can't still be- believe he's still going, but he is a a very wily spin bowler. And I like him. He's played for Hampshire, so he's all right. Um, who else have they got up for, uh, up in a, up in their bowling attack? Uh, they've
1: got Cameron Green. Yeah, he's been-
0: good yeah. too. They're all rounder, yeah. Um,
1: and uh, uh, it's a question of who the other they've got Boland, haven't they? Who's the other, um, the other me- The uh, he's more of a medium not, piece not of Doug the Rug, yeah. Uh, is that is it Doug the Rug? He's got He's he's, he's way too old, isn't he? Massive hair. There's um, another
0: one too, uh, Hazelwood.
1: No, yeah, he hasn't been playing in, hasn't in he? the first, uh, well. but he may come back for the because they've played to, so many spinners in the Indian yeah. tests. I mean rightly so they've got some very good spinners. Yeah.
0: Um anyway, he says Pat I can Murphy's
1: excellent, excellent in the uh, Indian. Yeah. He
0: says I can't wait for the so-called Baz Ball to play against a world-class bowling lineup. I'm ready for a 5-0 series clean sweep and Baz Ball can get a reality check. Anthony, I'm now going to name you Glenn McGrath. In fact, I'm going to na- rename you U R Glenn McGrath because he used to uh, always predict 5-0 series. Clean sweep, and uh, he he got it wrong the last few times, mate. In all seriousness, joking and piss-taking aside, it's it's the it's the best thing in cricket. I cannot wait till it starts. I'm absolutely thoroughly gutted that it's the first time in, God, nearly forty years that I don't have uh, tickets uh, to the Ashes Test for Lords. I did not succeed in the ballot. I'm going to have to watch Ireland instead. Uh, so I'm absolutely gutted beyond. I I will find a way to get a ticket. I always do. But uh, I'm disgusted about that. But no, it'd be brilliant. I'm off to Edgbaston to see them play. And according to my mate Simon, I might actually have tickets for Headingley. But I forgot about that, which is a bit dire because I won't have anywhere to stay. But anyway, enough. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about the one thing that we can both agree on maybe Uh, Chelsea are going to win the Champions League. Honestly, I reckon we can beat all the teams ahead of us except for maybe City. Last year, we played Madrid off the park in their own backyard. So I wouldn't be too scared about facing them. Dortmund are first in the Bundesliga and we smashed them so Bayern can't be that good then. Last year AC Milan won the Serie A and got smoked against us so surely Napoli can't be that great either. All the other teams don't really scare me all that much so what's stopping us from winning the Champions League? Well maybe Potter might stop us but at the moment he's working his Harry Potter magic so let's hope he doesn't screw this for us. Anyway, that's all I had to say. But just remember, the Ashes Urn is staying in Australia. Never, mm. never, never. Mm. We will not let you out of the country unless it's in clapped in, in uh, Clapton irons. Uh, there's a bit of a retro look. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Well, uh, Man City scare me in the Champions League after what they did to us earlier in the season. But you never know. It's different now. And I mean, it would be very Chelsea, wouldn't it, now to... Draw Man City and beat them in the Champions League, you know. So who knows? John, Jonathan, and I are secretly quite optimistic, actually, about this, aren't we?
1: Uh,
0: um,
1: I just don't know, Chidge. I don't know. I'm. You I'm.
0: Were the other day when I spoke to you about it.
1: Yeah, I've I've kind of cooled off a bit about it. I don't know. I'm just taking every. I'm doing what Potter does. Taking, every taking game. it one game at a time. Taking every game as it's it comes. Life. You know. That's the way it is. And though he's a bit more like, well, taking every, you know, he's a bit better taking every game. He's ever come He's, mm, yeah, yeah mm, it's that, you know, mm, yeah, well, mm. But no. um,
0: Yeah, he is a bit more upbeat than I've just, I've done, I was a bit snail-like. Yeah, he's, really. not,
1: he's, he's not your... Uh, he's
0: kind of a happy brummy, isn't he?
1: He's not your stereotypical dur, no. Midland. He's happy brummy. Yeah, you know, he, he's, he's smiley. Shows his teeth, you know. And uh, we'd
0: have, we have to think more Ozzy Osbourne than Jasper Carrot. I think
1: Ozzy's even a bit too dismal, actually. Is, I think it's Ozzy No, yeah.
0: Ozzy's a bit miserable, isn't he? Maybe more Jasper Carrot than Ozzy. Or Jasper Carrot than Ozzy, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, next email for you, dear boy.
1: Michael Murray. Hi, Chidge, JK, and guest. No guest. If it's not read on in off the post. It is, Michael. It's my first time emailing in. All right. We'll be gentle. Just want to mention what an excellent job you and J.K. do oh, on the fancast. Made this dismal season a bit easier to deal with. The thing I love the most, the way you, Chidge, and J.K. go and about the Chelsea reminds me a lot of me and my stepdad. <laughs> we could talk and debate for us. Chidge is my stepdad. He's the stepdad role, and and I'm uh, I'm the son. Obviously, we could. T- I
0: think talk it's more deb- like more like um, oh Harry S. Corbett and Wilfred Bramble.
1: Yeah, and I'm Wilfred Bramble. I get
0: you. you, you, yeah, you. yeah, yeah, Harold?
1: yeah. yeah. You're dirty, old man exactly well done it's very good um we could talk and debate for hours about all things chelsea and um, one thing we could never agree on was the three best and worst strikers we've had in the premier area my top three are drogba costa and anelka the worst three mutu lukaku and Maratta. well i would disagree because mutu was brilliant up until his um uh, uh, yeah <laughs> except <When I> expressed <laughs> i was i was trying to i was trying to say it slightly more subtly than that yeah he's his, his, his drug misdemeanor. But yeah, coke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was a fabulous player, actually. And uh, and and played a lot initially um, before it became apparent that his form was falling apart. Um, I saw him driving a gold Aston Martin down the King's Road with uh, something like Mutu 3 written on it or something. Or Adrian 3. I can't remember. But I remember thinking, oh, he's doing well. Um, Lukaku for me has been the worst. But Murata had a period of course when he played very well and we likened to him, him to Peter Osgood and then something happened whether he disliked playing for Chelsea disliked living in England um his girlfriend got fed up with it I don't know but then he just became more and more competitive with center halves fell over was offside um and got yellow carded so it, it and then lost his ability to put the ball in the net so there was a kind of journey with Murata, but Lukaku started off vaguely competently, but then anyway. So I'd like to know who you and J.K. would say are three best and three worst Premier era strikers. Which one of your top three Premier era strikers would make us a better team today? All the best from Michael LeBeuf, Murray. Oh, he's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. No, he's,
0: you're not allowed to swear.
1: Um he's here you're, he's here he's there you're not allowed to swear Frank LaBeouf mm. Frank lebeuf, I'm sorry I do apologize um but that's not what we sang of course um uh who I think top three um uh, uh it's interesting I, I I did a diary of Chelsea in when uh, Avram Grant was manager and Drogba was playing dreadfully and it's just interesting how you sort of forget that because he scored such great goals in great matches great top matches top he was a um a player for the big occasion but there were some premier yeah. league games where he was awful but yes obviously that aside over the only shaky... only scored
0: about 150 goals mate That's no right. no hey
1: hey hey i know i know but it's just interesting how it isn't all yeah,
0: it never is you know there's no is, with any any,
1: yeah. any top player yeah yeah um uh let's let's go for the three worst i think lukaku is the same i think he would sit in there with me um uh, and obviously I think I actually think that Jimmy Floyd should be in there in the top three actually because he was absolutely superb uh, and Good Johnson was pretty
0: good as well um,
1: oh dear I think uh,
0: well, I'll tell you what you you keep thinking because I've got my I know what I know exactly who my three best and three worst are all right all right
1: I'll keep thinking you read the next one then
0: well okay Drogba Costa and Jimmy We're Floyd you're doing yours, are you? Yeah, okay? yeah. Costa, Drogba, and Jimmy Floyd, without without a doubt. Uh, my three worst: Robert Fleck, Chris Sutton. No, oh, no, no. This is. Oh, yeah. Were they? Yeah, era? He says he wants our three best and three worst Premier era strikers. Premier era. Oh, sorry, i
1: was thinking they weren't Premier. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easy, easy, Fleck, Sutton, and um, Fato, uh,
0: Pato for me, or Higuain.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you've done it absolutely. You forget about Higuain because he was just so awful. Um, yeah, Higuain,
0: uh Fleck, Fato, and... Fato Pato's in with a shout. I mean, he was so bad yeah, he just he, took the piss. He,
1: he hardly played though, did he? Whereas no. Higuain at least, at least played a, you know, three
0: quarters of a quarter. How many half a season? Well, Pigwain, as we used to call him, as we're yeah. on a as we're on a pig theme tonight, isn't that right, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. Steve Smith. But, uh, yeah, I agree completely with you then, Judge. I love it when you agree with me, Judge. Inelka
1: was fantastic, but. Um, Jimmy uh, Floyd,
0: man, come on, Jimmy Floyd. Jimmy
1: Floyd. Jimmy Floyd needs
0: to get in there ahead of him. Definitely, yeah. I think, I think, I think there's a really healthy kind of revision—not revisionism, but a re, reappraisal of, of Jimmy Floyd. I think we're beginning to realise just how effing good he is, and I, I take the credit for this for our 50 years of, the prim, uh, of Chelsea shows. Actually, yeah. when we suddenly remembered how bloody marvellous he was. Yeah. Yeah. Now, talking of remembering how bloody marvelous things are, I've got an email from the absolutely brilliantly wonderful Paul Smith, who oh, I know the not oh, that the no, man who makes shirts, not that one. Oh okay. not that one. Um, I will explain who he is in a minute. Uh, he says hi. He's basically he's been a Mixler a lot recently. I've noticed and given him a shout out as you know. Hi guys, I've been. It's been a while since I've seen you or even been to the bridge. I was probably one of the original fans that listened to the show way back when you started. Great to see it's all going strong still. Not been to the bridge for a while. A divorce and move has put pay to any spare cash for football tickets. Laugh out loud. Anyway, reason for my email. How many more games in a row does Potter have to win before we hear the chant of, Great, Potter's blowing my army. It always amazes me how easy things change in football. Laugh out loud. Keep up the great work, guys. Paul Smith. Now, Paul did, in fact, listen to the show way, 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 way back. And I got to meet Paul when he... One one of our competitions where he got to got to sit in a box with me and Dr. Martin or Cheltel I can't remember who it was and basically drink ourselves stupid all afternoon while watching the football and we, we we used to I used to meet Paul a lot at the games and hook up with him we had we used to have an absolute screaming laugh uh, and I've actually got uh, I must send you this picture Paul if you haven't got it already uh, but Paul came to the Southern Cross to watch the Chelsea versus Benfica Europa League Cup final with me and Lauren, Walter Otten, load of people were in there. and I've got a great pick of us all together. I'll dig it out and send it to you, Paul, because I've got your email address now, so I can do that. So it's lovely to hear from you, mate, and I hope you're well. But, I mean, I'll, I'll keep in touch. I'll see if I can get you a ticket. You've got to behave yourself, though, mate. You know exactly what I mean. Uh, but we'll see if we can get your ticket and uh, we can have a meet up and a beer. There you go. So that, that's who Paul is, uh, JK.
1: That's nice to know, Chich. I'd like to answer his question. Uh, I don't think we'll hear it at all. We heard season. it
0: on Monday's show. You even sang it.
1: Yeah, but we were—that was ironic.
0: not from where I was sitting.
1: What? Uh, it, it, well, well, you obviously weren't. You know, Zoom somehow interfered with the, your vision because it was <laughs> definitely ironic. Um, I think we're talking about at the at the ground. I mean, having said that, though, bizarrely, we got um, the Cucurella song was sung at Leicester. Uh, so he's suddenly in everybody's good books, but fair enough. Been playing well. Um, who else got the uh, the silky song? Was 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 um, came out as you'd expect.
0: I wonder if we can adapt that from Ooh, Roman. Do you know what he's worth? To a more slightly aggressive, Oi, Bowley. Do you know what he's worth? Yes,
1: yes. I don't think we can, but it's a good idea. Um, who else got uh, got songs that um, wouldn't get him? They were all wheeled out, actually. I
0: reckon we should adapt. Sorry to butt in. I reckon we should adapt the Havertz song to Mason Mount. You know, oi, Boley, do you know what he's worth? Mason Mount's the best on earth. And then we'll just work it out from there. Sign him up. Don't sell him for free. Mason Mount is proper Chelsea. Yes. Already brilliant, Chidge. (laughs) Just like that.
1: Top of your head and brilliant. Just like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. I apologise. No, no. I
1: he's fear done. that Mace may be his own worst enemy. I think Mace may disrupt his career for a for a pot of gold. No,
0: oh, I don't think he, he's he's earning less than Mate, If I was Mace Amount, I would be doing the same thing because it's. I think it's ridiculous that some of these players who don't give a flying fuck, no, Obama Yang on two hundred grand a week and fifty grand play paper play bonus. I mean, it's just obscene. And Mason Mount, who's done more than those than those some of those players will ever do for Chelsea, and he's getting paid seventy grand a week. Now, okay, I would kill for seventy grand a week, and I know it's a lot of money and it is obscene, but it's all relative.
1: No, I agree, I agree completely. But if he's after,
0: he's not after three hundred grand.
1: No, no, but I I don't know what it is. But if he's after something they don't agree with, then perhaps he's dug his heels in. Who knows? We will discover. But all we know is that he's not that he's fit and he's not playing despite what you were saying about him being injured. Um, uh, but anyway, um, uh, I think they'll, I, I think we'll get to the Graham Potter blue and white army. If we, uh, if we win the champions league, we'll have it then, but I don't think anybody else is going to sing it.
0: I'm surprised we haven't come up with a Graham Potter's magic. He's got a magic wand.
1: Well, even the magic hat one would work well, wouldn't it actually?
0: Yeah. what rhymes How with wand? T- yeah, yeah, wand,
1: fond, gland. You could say magic wand.
0: No, no, it have to be wand. It's a wand, it's not a wand.
1: A magic wand. Something, something, something. Um, look at, look at his, his tumescent gland. No, we can't have that. <laughs> oh <Sorry. laughs> he's he's on his own with a one man band he was a one man band no gland you know oh, sorry we've gone away from what well, needs to be one doesn't it fond um yonder rond uh, no, 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 um, yond, no i don't know no he doesn't work any i think magic hat would work somewhere he's now, got that's, a magic maybe
0: that's that's a graham uh graham uh, uh george graham song George, well, I, remember, got... I remember, I remember, I remember traveling back from a Chelsea game. Da- I was down here at the time. Uh, so when was George Graham managing Arsenal? Seventy. No, early early nineties, wasn't it? Before before, b- uh, oh, very sorry.
1: early nineties. So Wait, playing for Arsenal, uh, early seventies. Sorry. Um. Yeah, That's, early nineties. Uh, yeah, I
0: I I, I was in
1: in the. Uh, yeah,
0: um... I traveled. I traveled back from a Chelsea game. I was back in Winchester for a while and uh, I had to endure an entire carriage of Arsenal fans singing, Grandpa. Uh, sorry, Grandpa. Georgie Graham's magic. He wears a magic hat. And when we win the league again, I can't, I can't remember. It's horrible. I tried to expunge it from my memory, but I've just remembered it then, which is horrible. Uh, JK, you've got, I think, the last email. You, the honour uh, falls to you to read the last email this week. Marcus Horberg.
1: Hello, Chidge and Duke of Kid. Oh, well done, Marcus. Duke, 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 Duke of Kid, 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 Duke of Kid, Kid, Kid. That's enough of that. Uh, hello, Chidge and Duke of Kid, and possibly other live guests. Live, unfortunately, it's just me and Chidge, Marcus. Sorry. Just saw Inter Milan advance in the Champions League despite Porto being the better team. Um, Porto battering Inter, hitting the woodwork over and over. I couldn't stand seeing Lukaku celebrate after the game, so I turned off the TV and started thinking about the next round. I heard someone mention on the show how horrible it would be if we drew Inter and Lukaku scored at the bridge. It was Uchid, wasn't it? I have a different view. I would love Inter in the quarterfinals. Enzo two-footing Lukaku within the first 15. Uh, do you mean fouling him? Yes. And then watch Chelsea easily brush them off to advance to the semifinals with Enzo sent off. No, no, I've just added that. They're shite. Thanks, Marcus. Um, I think, don't you mean nutmegging Lukaku within no, the first? He
0: 15. means two-footing him, mate. I wholeheartedly agree and approve. Yeah, I approve but, of this message and all of its contents.
1: Yeah, I just, I'm sort of thinking about the implications of having a one player less in the first 15 minutes. And,
0: well, you know. they'd have to do it behind the ref's back or something. I suppose you can't do that anymore with VAR, can you? No, so, you make, can't. Mickey Thomas would have been stuffed by VAR, wouldn't he? Uh, so many of
1: our players would have been completely, yeah. Dennis Wise would have been stuffed oh.
0: when he... When he tweaked uh, Nicky Butts' cock,
1: yeah. It would have been seen in big close-up. We'd have known exactly what was going on.
0: Or or little close-up in in that context.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Very titchy close-up, you're
0: right. Yeah, okay. Uh, Marcus, that's a great email. Lovely to hear from you. Don't think we've heard from you before. Do correct me if I am wrong. Um, All of you, all of you, you, brilliant emails tonight. Thoroughly enjoyed it. That, I'm afraid, is all we've got time for tonight. Uh, JK and I will be back on Friday with Dame Whittle for the preview show, looking ahead to Saturday's match against Everton. Um Everton. I should also add that uh, particular thanks to the people who have emailed in. I think uh, Brian and Christopher spring to mind immediately as new uh new uh, members of our Patreon community. Uh but any of, any of you, the others who have long-standing members of the Patreon community, uh, a massive thank you obviously. Um if you also want to join them and be hugely generous and donate a little bit of money to this show every month, uh, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And if you do, you will be entitled to a Kerry Dixon mini banner. And of course, you can immediately join our Discord group uh, where so many of you have a lot of fun 24-7 chatting about Chelsea. It's like a it's like a 24-7 version of Mixler, basically. So it's it's uh, great fun. I enjoy reading your stuff and, and, and interacting with you as well. Um, if you want your email or Patreon or Instagram post or tweet to be read out on the show, then let me have them. I mean, I always used to say by the end of the day, Sunday, but we get so many. I think this is becoming quite a regular fixture, the in off the post show. So send them any and I'll just figure it out from there. The email address is ChelseaFanCast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow the show uh, on all the social media at uh, ChelseaFanCast. Jonathan is at Jonathan Kidd. I am Stanford Chidge, of course. Jonathan, again, as always, you have been nothing short of superb.
1: No, 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 Chidge! No, it's you.
0: You've been superb. Ah, no, you, mate. That's you. No, no, I'm Spartacus. I'm no. Spartacus. No, I'm. Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. Okay. Now it's been great fun, mate. I, I, yeah, I enjoy our little kind of busman's holiday in the middle of the week. It's always good fun to see you, as you well know. And uh, they're okay. fab emails, aren't they? Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, joking apart and being serious for a second, I mean, we we are we are blessed with. I mean, the. I mean. Forget what we do. We're a bunch of old twats, basically. But the people who listen to this show, I mean yeah. they're so knowledgeable. Uh their their support of Chelsea shits, Phenomenal. On, well, M- it shits more experience. Shits, well, it shits on us, doesn't shits it? Shits on yeah. me. I I don't think we can say the same with you. You've been there forever. But I mean it certainly shits on my participation. But they're also so eloquent and, and reasoned. I mean, they make they talk a good game, you know. I mean they they knock they put us into the show. I I'm just I'm just humbled and blessed. That you listen to this show, and that you i mean you know it takes it takes a while to write a lengthy email so you you, you can be bothered to spend the time doing it i mean j k and i are, are truly humbled by that, i think aren't we yeah. Yeah. You, completely yeah, yeah sorry Wonderful. i I caught him mid yawn there, my bad no yeah, no no, it's okay I'm sorry it's, it's late, we're old, and it's late very old very old very
1: late very
0: late half past ten um
1: uh yeah, and Andrew should write a book.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I, Andrew, I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to send that to Marco and say, Marco, what do you think of this? And I think he'll go, bloody hell, mate, this guy should write a book. So uh, well done you. Brilliant. If you got, if you can remember stuff like that and you have stories like that, I mean, I could read a book full of stuff like that quite happily. So there you go. JK, you have been fantastic as always. Uh, thank you a lot out there for listening. We will see you on Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it and keep it shells it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnuggets share boxes ready to go